four Tammuz, Dalid Tammuz, Tzadik, his praise, 425. Once, the Rebbe said, through faith, a person can reach such a state of longing that he does not know what he is longing for. And he can only cry out, Gvalt, bind me, I want to be a Jew. The Rebbe once discussed the debate then taking place among the scientists of his day. One opinion maintained that the planets were in motion revolving around the earth. The second opinion argued that it was the earth which rotated and revolved. According to their explanations, the earth did not fall because of the great speed at which it was rotating on its axis. This was borne out by an experiment involving a circular object and a cup full of water. The circular object had the cup placed inside of it and was then spun around at a high speed. Not one drop of water fell from the cup. This was seen as proof for why the earth remains fixed in the sky. The Rebbe, however, did not agree with this reasoning. Rather, he sided with the first opinion, citing the verse, And the earth stands forever. Ecclesiastes 1.4 There is a certain type of bird of which there is only one in the world. When this bird grows old, it becomes weak. Realizing this, the bird flies to the top of a mountain, where it builds a nest from all different types of fragrant leaves. The bird sits on the nest until it feels its strength returning. It then begins to fly up higher and higher towards the sun. Eventually, this bird is burned by the sun's heat and falls into the sea where it drowns. Another bird is then created in, in its stead. There is a certain worm which is created on a tree. This worm remains on the tree inside a shelter made of mud. After investigation, there were those who concluded that this shelter was the work of sorcery. The Rebbe disagreed with their conclusion. He said that the worm built the shelter from its own bodily coolness and the dust in the air. When the dust falls on the moisture, a shell is formed around the worm. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 185 The Rebbe said that he knew the root of every Jewish soul. At first, he said that he knew them in the written Torah, but not in the oral Torah. He later said that he knew the root of each Jewish soul in the oral Torah as well. The Rebbe knew how to provide each person with a spiritual remedy based on the place where that person's soul was rooted. There were many things he told us to do. These did not involve deep intentions or the unification of the transcendental worlds through Yehudim. The things he told those close to him to do were simple acts. The Rebbe told his followers not to fast at all unless he prescribed it. See Tzaddik, number 491. He might tell one person to fast at certain intervals. To another, he might prescribe undertaking a fast from Shabbat to Shabbat. To others, he would say that once a week they should stay awake one night and abstain from eating animal products for 24 hours. There were many whom the Rebbe told to fast on the day before Rosh Chodesh. He also told most of his followers to be careful to immerse in the mikvah on days associated with festivity when Tachanun, the penitential prayers, are not said. See Avaneha Barzal, number 6. The Rebbe told many people to study 18 chapters of Mishnah every day. The Rebbe prescribed many courses of study, a different one for each person. There was one course of study, however, that was prescribed for all, the daily study of the Shulchan Aruch. See his wisdom, number 29. The Rebbe said that even when a person has no time, he should still study at least one law in the Shulchan Aruch each day, no matter where that law might be. 
He said that this is an important obligation for every Jew. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person A. 44 The wellspring of Torah departs from the tzaddik when there is a wicked person in his home. 45 In the merit of the tzaddikim buried in their midst, also those buried outside the Holy Land will merit resurrection without suffering. 46 Benefiting the tzaddik with one's money is tantamount to performing the service of the Holy Temple. 47. There are some tzaddikim who are never known by the title rabbi. 48. When the tzaddik says something that remains unfulfilled because its time has not yet come, his words are engraved on high but lack luster. However, once the time comes for his words to be realized, they begin to shine brightly. 49. One who benefits a Torah scholar has to strengthen his faith so as not to lose his respect for that scholar. 50. Denying one's student Torah is tantamount to stealing his ancestral inheritance. Even a fetus in its mother's womb curses such a teacher, whose body will be riddled with holes like a sieve. Conversely, by teaching his student, he is rewarded with great blessing like Joseph and merits teaching Torah in the world to come. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 1 Lesson number 242 1. Sexual thoughts are the most powerful source of spiritual impurity, corresponding to the level of impurity generated by a dead body. Charity rescues a person from these thoughts. Nevertheless, it is forbidden for a man to rely on this safeguard and to converse excessively with women, God forbid. But to the degree that he must speak with them, it will not harm him through the merit and power of his charity. 2. There are certain sexual thoughts that derive from such a powerful force of impurity that it is extremely difficult to escape from them. Even if a person closes his eyes, the thoughts will still be there wherever he turns. Charity, however, rescues a person from these thoughts. Lesson number 243. 1. There exists a tzaddik who is so very great that the world cannot bear his holiness. Consequently, he is deeply concealed, and people do not see in him any extraordinary holiness or asceticism. Lesson number 244. 1. A person who mixes with Gentiles, in other words, he has business dealings or trade with them, must guard himself with the utmost vigilance, lest he fall from whatever level of Judaism he is on. He needs to be like a strong peg, immovable from his level of propriety and religious practice. He must beseech God a great deal that he not learn from their actions and their conduct. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars The Second Day I observed all this and realized that there was no truth there. Today, a judge might decide in one person's favor and show him special consideration, and tomorrow the other would return the favor. Everything was based on bribery, with no sense of the truth. I also noticed that the people were totally immoral sexually. Sexual immorality was so prevalent that everything seemed permissible to them. I said to them, this is the reason that the taste, the fragrance, and the appearance have been spoiled for you. This cruel king left you three groups of his servants, and they ruined the land. These servants began by speaking in a profane manner among themselves, and this brought profanity to the land. As a result of the profanity, the sense of taste became ruined, and everything tastes like a rotten carcass. They also brought bribery into the land. As a result, the eyes were dimmed, and the sense of sight was ruined, 
since bribery blinds the eyes of the wise. Deuteronomy 16.19 Also, they brought sexual immorality into the land. This caused the sense of smell to be ruined. Therefore, you must correct these three wrongs in your land. Find out who the king's servants are and drive them away. When you correct these three wrongs, then not only will you restore the taste, fragrance, and appearance, but the missing gardener will also be able to be found. Reb Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 177 With thanks to God, Friday, Erev Shabbat, Vayikra, 5595, Breslov Warm greetings to my honored friend, the learned, illustrious, pious, and renowned Reb Naftali. May his light shine. On the day that I arrived safely home, I immediately wrote your learned honor a letter and sent it with the carriage driver. You surely received it. On Friday, Torah reading Pekude, Reb Shmuel Weinberg also wrote you a letter, though I did not have time to write you myself. As yet, I have not received a single line from you. Is that proper? Please, my dear brother, remember our love. Write me a letter immediately and give me a full report on everything that is happening there, in particular about our cloys. Has there been any kind of legal action against any of them yet? Or have they at least been frightened? At the very least, have they refrained from making another breach into our holy cloys? May God make breach after breach into all those who break into our holy building. May their arms wither. May they fall and never get up. May God awaken His enormous compassion on us, poor and persecuted as we are, May he rescue us from the sword, their mouths, and may he save the poor man from a mighty hand. As for what is taking place here, I cannot describe it to you in detail. I do not need to tell you how they are gnashing their teeth and continually contemplating evils against us, and against me especially, poor, destitute, and relentlessly pursued man that I am, so as to uproot themselves from the world, may God have mercy." But so far, His mercy and enormous wonders have helped me and rescued a poor soul such as I from the hand of evildoers. Thanks to the living God, I have been living in my house now for nine days, and no one has yet confronted me, God forbid, to abuse me to my face. Behind my back, though, they abuse me greatly. The influential Jews in the town, those scoundrels, and especially Moshe Chinkis and Chaim Pius, are daily formulating and conferring about their evil plans to inform on me to the authorities, God forbid, on some false charge. May God nullify their designs and spoil their plans. Rev. Letters, Year 2 Letter number 434 With God's help, Tuesday, Akev, 5603, Cherin Greetings to my dear beloved son, the learned Reb Yitzchak, may his light shine. Along with all his children, may they live. I received your letter last Shabbat, and I already sent you another letter from Uman through Reb David. I had wanted to send it with the post, but it was delayed, as Reb David told you. It is now before the morning prayers, so I cannot write much at present. You are receiving twenty new rubles. Ten of them you should send to Breslov, to Reb Shimshon and Reb Shmelka, may they live, for my family's expenses as I arranged with them, and the other ten you should retain in your possession. I intend to travel tomorrow, God willing, to Kremenchug for this coming Shabbat, and from there to return here, God willing. I will remain here for Shabbat Torah reading Shoftim, which is Rosh Chodesh Elul, and then travel from here to Medvedevka for the following Shabbat. Then I will go back to Uman. May God guide me on the straight path. May He grant me a safe journey in accordance with His will, which is good, and with the will of those who fear Him. 
Regarding the books, it is certainly necessary to send for them, but do not make a large expenditure for only twenty of them. Rather, consider the matter carefully. With God's counsel, perhaps you will be able to bring all the books, which, as you know, were recently deposited there. I am confident that you will proceed in the best possible way, so that they will reach you soon and you will be able to bring many books for Rosh Hashanah. It is worth spending money even for twenty, but not a large sum. You will understand all this for yourself, and God's counsel will emerge. I read your letter carefully, and my comfort is that, thank God, you are following the Rebbe's pathways a little. May God strengthen your heart and mine, and may He soon bring you to joy. Continue to accustom yourself more and more to studying the Rebbe's teachings every day. Endeavor to understand His hints clearly and to put them into practice as is fitting. You yourself already wrote that it is necessary to keep silent and that no one knows nothing at all. Praise God, last Shabbat, Shabbat Nachamu, I spoke some amazing new ideas about the holy lesson, the one who has compassion on them will lead them, in which the dictum, silence is offense for wisdom, is discussed. Likutei Moharan 2, 7, 8. I explained, with God's help, the three times that the word Eicha, how, is used, as well as the words Nachamu, Nachamu, take comfort, take comfort. See Likutei Halachot, Netila Yedayim Lasuda 6, 80-82. The crucial point is that with the Rebbe's great power there is hope for us all, no matter what, and for all Israel. Praise God, I really inspired the entire audience with my words, which flowed forth from the fount of the Rebbe's holy wisdom. Ashrenu, happy are we that we merited to be in his holy portion. It is impossible to explain what I said in this context, as the discourse was quite lengthy, and more than this remains in my heart. But a person, and you, you in particular, my son, must constantly remember that one knows absolutely nothing, and you do not even know what it is you do not know. However, it is crystal clear that no matter what you are experiencing, whatever you are guilty of and whatever duress you are under, whatever your standard of observance of commandments and whatever good points you grab every day with God's amazing kindness and salvation amidst everything you are going through, with all this, God's kindness to you has been very great indeed, that you merited to be in the Rebbe's portion, to hail in His holy name, and to be included in His holy gathering, and especially on Rosh Hashanah, which is the essential time of the kibbutz, gathering. Shemot HaTzadikim Nusach Acher Miruven Chanoch Falo Chetzron Karmi Zakur Nemuel Mishimon Yamin Ohad Yachin Sochar Shaul Nimri Milevi, Amri, Zatuel, Hananiah, Sitri, Moshe al Gabayan as leader. Mi Yehuda, Arach, Aruch, Yonadav, Bitzalal, Shefatia, Nachshon. Mi Yisachar, Tsair, Yaakan, Igal, Faltiel, Ataniel, Choni. Mi Zvulun, Sered, Elon, Suri, Yachlael, Elihu, Nimshi. Mi Binyamin, Sinav, Chislon, Eldad, Medad, Achituv, Matanya. Midan, Buki, Yagli, Achinoam, Achiezer, Tseri, Chananel, Minaftali, Elishama, Sumchus, Zavdi, Yochanan, Elchanan, Eliakim, Migad, Chagai, Zarchi, Kenan, Matityahu, Zechariahu, Shuni, Miasher, Pashchur, Shilmi, Chananel, Shalum, Achaziahu, Shechanyahu, Miyosef, Yair, Yoezer, Faltiel, Adonia, Ram, Machir, 
Eldad, Medad, Chur, Yair ben Menashe, Novach. Rebnusson's Prayers 2. Prayer number 8. Grant me the ability to celebrate Rosh Hashanah in tremendous holiness and purity, and with great perfection. During the holy days of Rosh Hashanah, may we draw unto ourselves the holiness of prayer that is on the level of judgment, which is engaged in by the true man of power, and that will bring about and be accompanied by holiness and rectifications. At last, may we attain a complete rectification of the covenant and of the mind that will rectify all of the three states of mindfulness, which are the three barriers spread out against salacious desire, shielding us with true mindfulness and intellect. May this desire not control or grasp us at all from now now and forever onward, Instead, may we all, I and your entire nation, the Jewish people, be truly holy and pure and entirely separated from this desire. May we attain perfect prayer. May our prayer always consist of petitions and pleading to you. Compassionately send us the inspiration to show true compassion to worthy poor people and to everyone who requires compassion in accordance with your good will. Help us create many penitents and converts in accordance with your good will, in order to increase your honor and publicize your godliness in the world. May we at last attain the spirit of true prophecy in great holiness. May we purify the power of our imagination so that it will, it will be clear, pure, lucid, and crystalline. In this way, may we fashion appropriate descriptions and praise of your great and holy name with great sanctity. May we bless your honored name, which is elevated beyond all blessing and praise. May our strength in the renewal of the world be intensified and strengthened, so that we will arrive at the future messianic renewal of the universe, when the entire world will be conducted in accordance with providence and wonders alone, and not in accordance with the way of nature at all. Then a new song will be awakened in the world, a song of wonders, and the mountains will burst out in song. Then you will subdue the heel of the side of evil, which is the heel of the wicked Esau. And the voice is the voice of Jacob will intensify and grow stronger to overcome the hands are the hands of Esau. Then the verse will be realized, his hand grasps the heel of Esau. May the river that emerges from Eden to water the garden be drawn onto us. And by means of that, may we send up a good fragrance to you. May we attain a constant, true, complete fear of you. During the holy days of Rosh Hashanah, which are days of awe of God, have compassion on us. Draw unto us great and powerful, holy fear, dread, and apprehension. In particular, when we hear the sound of the shofar, may great awe enter our heart. Pour forth that dread, apprehension, and fear of you unto us, unto all of Israel, and unto all people, Then all beings will fear you, and all created beings will bow down before you, and all of them will form one assembly to do your will with all their heart. Our Father, our King, in your compassion, help us receive and draw unto ourselves the holiness of Rosh Hashanah with ultimate perfection, with joy and happiness, with great weeping out of joy, and with pervasive holiness of thought in great fear. May we fulfill the mitzvah of hearing the sound of the shofar in great holiness, with proper wholeness, with all of its details, particulars, intentions, and the 613 commandments that are dependent on it, and with great apprehension and fear, 
as the verse states, if a shofar blows in a city, will the people not tremble? Fortunate is the nation that knows the joyful shout, Hashem, they walk in the light of your face. They rejoice in your name the whole day, and they are exalted in your righteousness because you are the glory of their strength. In accordance with your desire, our horn is raised because Hashem is our shield and the Holy One of Israel is our King. With trumpets and the voice of the shofar, raise your voices before the King Hashem. Sound the shofar on the new moon, on the appointed day for the day of our festival. For it is a law for Israel, the judgment of the God of Jacob. May we recite before you the Musaf prayer with its passages of Malchuyot, sovereignty, Zichronot, remembrance, and Shofarot, shofar blowing, with great intent and with great wholeness, until we please you so that you will quickly, swiftly, and speedily bring us our righteous Mashiach, who will be animated by the fear of Hashem. Quickly and swiftly redeem us and build our holy and beautiful temple. May we return to our land in joy and song and serve you there in awe, as in the early days and original years. Return us to you, Hashem, and we will return. Renew our days as of old. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my Rock and my Redeemer. Amen and Amen.